The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Thunder Rosa preview backlash with our good friend Justin Labar. Also, we speak to WWE Hall of Famer Tony Atlas. And believe me, you will not want to miss this one. Right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. 
Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Let's bring him in before he coaches that big peewee game this afternoon. Our very own... Justin Labar. Justin, how are you this morning? I'm good. Coach is ready. Coach is uh, willing. <laughs> you, you look, it's incredible, Justin. My, clip, my, you, my, clipboard, my clipboard's over here, by the way. We, we got to get a picture of Justin and post it on our social media because he is all coached out. He even has like... You know, the the Washington football coffee mug, the hat, everything. The, everything. He's the got, flag uh, and everything. He's the, like, the, the, the flag right now. The T-shirt underneath, like, you know, the fleece and everything. Like, look, I know it. I know it. You are Jeez, all like, dude, what are you going to the big game after this? What's going on? He's got, oh, oh my, God. my God, he's got the, the underwear. Pants. He has the socks. He got the, the you know, the special made uh, uh, Air Forces shoes, everything, everything, guys, everything. See this, see, this is this is the best time for a Washington fan because you know we're Can't not lose. even close. Yeah, we're, we're, I mean we're in May. You know we're 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 four months away from the start of the season, so this is the best time to be a football fan because you don't have to worry about you know losing your lunch on a Sunday. So you're good. You're good to go. You're. This is a great weekend for you because there's no football. I can talk smack and say <laughs> we won the draft, and nobody can tell me otherwise. A lot to talk about, Justin, and I definitely want to get in depth about backlash. But before we do, um, all in, um, we talked a lot about the speculation of how many tickets could be sold. You know, I, I actually thought. You know, I threw out a number of. 50,000. I think your number that you threw out was just about there too, or maybe even a little bit lower than that. But I I think we both predicted between like 40 and 50,000 fans. Tickets just went on sale this morning for the public. And already before we got to this morning, they sold over 50,000 tickets just in pre-sales. Justin, were you surprised by the amount of tickets already that they've been able to sell for all in. I, 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 I was, I am, but that's not because that's not a reflection on the product. I, I was just surprised because look, this is a show. This is the first time for a company who's still, you know, uh, in its infancy. I mean, it's, it's only, you know, what, four years old. <clears throat> so for a company that's that young, it's never been over to that market. Uh, and there's not even one match announced. You know, yeah, WrestleMania sells, does you know, huge pre-sale and packages or whatever in like November when there's usually not a match or person announced. But it has a, you know, it has a 40-year 40 40 hit start, you know, of, of, of reputation. So for something so new, 
and 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 to just sell on your name alone, and that name being AEW, that I mean that's phenomenal. So I am surprised. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I mean, I I thought that they would eventually get to, yeah, fifty was about my thought. I thought they'd eventually get to that. Um, but the fact that they got, you know, in the forties, just on pre-sales, yeah, before the general on sale, that is that that's huge. Um, you know, I, you, you could say what you want about. You can critique AEW, and we all critique everything as 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 the nature of what we do as as Monday morning quarterbacks. You can critique things, you know, how much talent is there, you know, whatever, fish, you know, fundamentally things. You can go in and nitpick your whatever. But all that aside, all of that aside, you cannot, uh, you cannot be silent or turn your head on the accomplishment that it is to sell the number of tickets they have and the time frame they had just on name alone and just on the fact that they have this thirsty audience in the uk that has not got to have them live uh and and delayed so because of, of covid certainly uh without a single match announced there's, yeah sure there's speculation you, you assume you're going to see mjf you know there's a lot of a lot of chatter that cm punk's going to be resurfacing soon so these are all rumors and assumptions but they have not officially announced anything and of course always card subjects always change and pro wrestling due to the nature of, of injury yep. and 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 whatever. So that is a that is a, a, a huge accomplishment and, and it can't be ignored. And I think it's fantastic in general for the wrestling business, because, again, you can like whatever company you like best, like whatever style you like best, what have you. But uh, guys and girls are getting paid and guys and girls are getting uh, a phenomenal opportunity to perform. I think the next step here is, you know, if you have that many people that, that buy the tickets, you know, those are probably uh, die-hard AEW fans that are, that obviously are going to do anything, pay anything to see the product. The next step that I want to see is I hope that the company can translate it to everybody else around the world. Have it be the biggest bought uh, pay-per-view or stream that they've ever done. That that's the next thing I'm looking for because that honestly, that's what's gonna that that's what's gonna grow your business. That's what's gonna get you. That's what's gonna have a you know four die-hard fans at home, and then they invite one or two casual or, or a brand new viewer. Hey, come on, watch this. I promise you're going to like this. You wait till you see this guy, wait till you see this girl. And that's how you grow. That's when you convert new fans. So that's what I'm watching for next. I want to go into pay-per-view. We're going to watch tomorrow night, Justin, and it's a big one. I mean, obviously I always talk about that. We move on from WrestleMania so quickly. It's almost like as soon as Monday night raw happens, you forget everything that happened at WrestleMania. Not the case this year. We're still talking about, you know, Cody and Roman Reigns. We're still talking about the bloodline. We're still talking about WrestleMania. And here we are a month out uh, from WrestleMania. And this is a big pay-per-view tomorrow night. And to me, there's no bigger match than Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Uh, I still feel like Cody should have won at WrestleMania 39. I'm still yelling and screaming and ranting and raving. And people are making fun of me at and putting gifts out about me being such a jerk. But what do you think, Justin, is going to happen in that match between those two tomorrow night at Backlash? You know, I haven't been this excited for a Backlash <clears throat> since uh, 2012. And I was at that Backlash. It was in Chicago. That Backlash was headlined by a returning Brock Lesnar who had just returned from his UFC years. Uh, and he took on John Cena. And I think the way that that match went is something similar to what we're going to see here. Uh, between he and Cody. I think we're going to see Brock be a certain level of dominance because it's Brock Lesnar, and Cody's going to take it, and he's going to take it, and he's going to take it, but he's not going to give up, and and he is going to have, you know, we used to coin the phrase super scene. I think he's going to have a super Cody kind of uh, Hulk up and, and, and overcome. 
I think Cody Rhodes needs to win this. You know, I'm with you. Going into Mania, I I I heavily predicted. I I I was like, I know I'm betting against Roman Reigns, and that's crazy considering all things, all, all the context. But I really thought that that was the moment. I thought you have lightning in a bottle right now. Do not let it loose. I was upset. I have sense as I look at things and I look at what they're doing with the titles and whatever. I have a little bit more context and calm of, 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 of you know, they, they really want this Roman thing to go and, and they want they want Cody on WWE TV to go through the ringer. And maybe when it comes back around to Roman again, it's going to be an even bigger deal. I hope that they can sustain that momentum and sustain that lightning. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, and so and I think the first step of that is, is you get you get thrown the beast and he's going to slay the beast. But obviously he's going to get an ass whooping in the process. I'm, I'm thunder, I'm looking forward to it, and I and I I feel again. I feel like what Justin felt. Everything to me leading up to that match at WrestleMania 39, I thought it was Cody's moment. The moment was there, and you know I'm glad you brought up Justin 2012, and that's where, like you said, Cena was just getting hit with German after German after German. Uh, thunder, I think this is going to be that hard times for Cody tomorrow night at Backlash. And maybe like you said, David, it might be the beginning of some hard times for a while until yeah. you know he can get up on his feet and get back on, on track to get what he said he was going to get, that his family needed for you know the, their legacy. So uh, don't get mad if he loses, everyone. Don't get mad. Don't be like throwing another rant, David. Well, I just don't want and, – and, <laughs> and, and Justin, the one thing I don't want is the consolation prize. I don't want that new – world championship that triple h introduced because to me that's a big step back from what we could have had at wrestlemania 39 i absolutely 101 percent agree uh no uh no let let anybody else (laughs) let well the me the the funny thing is like everybody is predicting that like the memes that have been created about that are so funny i'm sorry they're hilarious i get one at least every two hours that people are expecting that this was going to happen. I mean, some things are so predictable. And I think this is like one of those things that people think it is going to be predictable that they just did this little title. Uh-uh. So Cody and his fans can shut the hell up, you know, uh-uh. Uh-uh. let, let, let Otis win the damn world heavyweight champion. Anybody but Cody, yep. because it is a, it is a huge uh, problem. Here's another question. <laughs> let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. <laughs> I'm confused. Go ahead. Yeah. So we have the new world heavyweight championship. I'm guessing it's 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 a new lineage. We're not picking up on the WCW lineage that then came to W. So we have this new World Heavyweight Championship. Then Roman has the WWE title, which goes back to Bruno and Hogan. It goes back to the '60s. But then he has the Universal title, which that lineage was started by Finn Balor at SummerSlam, I think, 2016. So whenever Roman eventually loses, does the person who beats him? Do they get their name added to the lineage of both the Universal and the World Title, or is the Universal Title dead, or do we like what? What, what is happening here? For, I for, have for, no for, idea. For us, I, us history nerds here. What's happening? No, Justin. I went on a rant on Monday about that, and I was having people killing me because I was like, there, "There's now three World Championships now." Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. said, there's the World Heavyweight Championship, there's the Universal Championship, and there's the WWE Championship. And I was having people kill me online about, "No, Dave, there's two championships." Well, no. I don't know what they're fucking watching because I. Saw saw Roman at WrestleMania 39 with a belt in each hand. And then I saw Triple yes. H come out uh, last week on Monday Night Raw. And 
and now introduce a new world championship. So until they do something that combines those championships, there is now three it's world great. championships. And it makes no sense to me because now it's like, well, and, and the excuses were just piss poor. I mean, like, well, no one's been able to beat Roman and Roman's not here all the time. So you fucking introduce a new world. So let's muddy the waters even more and introduce a new world championship. It's a mess right now. And the last thing I want to Justin's point, Thunder, is for Cody to win this championship, which, by the way, I understand what you're saying, Thunder, looks logical because Roman's on SmackDown and Cody's on Raw. Raw. So, yep. and, and this draft just happened. So it's not like anytime soon Cody's going to move over to SmackDown or Roman's going to move over to Raw. And then why do that? Because the great thing about Roman is he dominated the entire WWE. That's what was special about it. You've now watered it down because now it's just exclusive to one brand. So when Cody does win the championship, well, is it's not going to be for the entire WWE. It's going to be for one brand. They fucked it up, man. And they didn't need to do that. Excuse my language. I dropped an F-bomb there. I promised everybody I wouldn't. But they just muddied the waters when they didn't need to muddy the waters. Thank you. I mean, David, just tell me. I I, I keep saying this. Tell me just one time with wrestling sometimes makes sense. Just tell me. Things happen like that all the time. If it makes sense, maybe it's not going to happen. We know this. We know this. And that's what I'm, 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 I'm just trying to think. It's like, why are they trying to protect Roman so much? Like, I think it is time. Like, it's not, uni- it's not a unified championship. And now they're, they're doing this. And, like, we all know what's going to happen. So, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I know he's a great star. And he makes a lot of money. And he sells merchandise. But such as Cody, too. He sells, like, crazy amounts of money of merchandise. Well, that's why I thought that moment was custom made for Cody at WrestleMania 39. But to your point, Thunder, and Justin, I want to get your take on it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, you know, the WWE this last year had a monster year. We, uh, we heard that it was the biggest SummerSlam of all time. Then we heard that it was the biggest Royal Rumble of all time. Then we heard that this past WrestleMania, they made the most money. Everything you're hearing is like... Because of the WWE and the structure of Roman Reigns, they're having a monster year. So if it ain't broke, why fix it? That's my biggest question. Well, and I and I think part of maybe what came into play of okay, we're keeping the the, the titles on Roman is all that business is trending upwards. And what ha- what what was happening that same week as Mania? They're announcing the merger. They're announcing the new sale. And so I could see people who are not wrestling people; they're just numbers and business people. Well, why would you change the champion if all if, if if we're buying in on all these trends upwards? Why would we change champion? I, I think that's probably a very uh, realistic factor that played in is the timing of all that too. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. You, you know what, Justin and Thunder, the way that the WWE has been lately, they could be playing us because they have had some calculated chess moves moves where I I thought I knew what was coming, and you know what, it was completely different. Listen, I guess this is one of those cases where you have to, I guess, buy into the process because so far when it comes to the bloodline, everything has worked. So, you know, what makes us think that it's not going to work this time? Uh, All right. As Coach uh, Labar would say, run the offense and trust the process, kids. Trust trust the process. (laughs) You know what? As Coach Lombardi said, run left, 
run right, block. Touchdown, you win the game. All right. Um, one last match I want to talk about before we say goodbye, Justin, and thanks for the time as always this morning. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. This is, you know, an attraction match. Bad Bunny, as Thunder said earlier in the show, one of the biggest pop stars that there is right now. Um, I don't know what happened to the Skyland vocal band, but I guess they're not as big as they used to be. But Bad Bunny is. So you have Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Um, Bad Bunny has shown some great athleticism. But will it look bad on Damian Priest in pro wrestling if Bad Bunny wins this street fight tomorrow night? No, it won't. I mean, and there's a, there's a way you could have Damian Priest win this and then have him, you know, cheating dirty ways and then have a bunch of goo goo gaga afterwards to have Bad Bunny in the, in the face of Stan Tall and send the crowd home happy. That could happen, but I do think Bad Bunny's probably going to win. And, and look, he he's he's shown he can he can hold up in the ring. Uh, Lawrence Taylor uh, beat Bam Bam Bigelow to close out of WrestleMania. And uh, we don't we don't spit on Bam Bam Bigelow's reputation. I think that uh, uh, Damian Priest has many more years ahead of him than what Bam Bam ultimately had in his career uh, from that point in 1995. So uh, this is this is gonna be fine. It's gonna be entertaining. But I'm I'm going with Bad Bunny if I'm if I'm doing the betting. But hey, this is a big big moment for Damian Priest. You don't put a guy in a spot like this against a celeb to protect him, to take care of him, to to help build this unless you trust him. So this is as big of a win internally for Damian Priest as it is publicly for Bad Bunny. Indeed. I mean, no doubt for Damian, uh, this is the the biggest match of his career. And, you know, with Bad Bunny being the star, think about that. This could be the main event. I mean, I think it's going to be Cody and Brock, but you could make a case that. No, no, you can't. You can't. It's like Bad Bunny's like, you know. You have two Puerto Ricans here. Like, it's, it's better than sliced bread. I'm serious. Like, he is like God in Puerto Rico. Like, ends- everywhere I, everywhere you go, it's like Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny. Everybody knows their lyrics. Everybody knows who Bad Bunny is. Everybody in the world, in the world, knows who Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny has brought so many eyes into wrestling. Like, it's incredibly crazy. We, I was just talking about this with kids in, like, elementary school. Like, how they like wrestling because they're Bad Bunny is in there because, you know, uh, the Pauls are there. I, it's just incredible. Like this is this is a different monster. Like I know there's been a lot of different celebrities that has come to WWE, but this is a different type of monster celebrity that has come to WWE. Seriously, this, this ends the night. This will end the show, I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Justin, great preview of Backlash tomorrow night. We'll be watching tomorrow night and talking about it right here on Busted Open Monday morning. Justin, have a great weekend. I hope you guys win. Uh, enjoy, enjoy, my friend. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. WWE Hall of Famer, Mr. USA. Tony Atlas. Sir, how are you this morning? Fast, sir. How y'all doing today? Excited to have you. You know, Tony, and there's a lot to get into with you and your career. But first and foremost, 80s Wrestling Con tomorrow, Morristown, New Jersey. I know you're traveling right now to get to Morristown, New Jersey for the show tomorrow. How, How is it for you to be a part of these conventions? Well, you see, uh... 
I don't know if y'all remember, but uh, they had a war between WWF at the time and WCW. Yep. And then the war was won by Vince McMahon Jr. And they asked Vince McMahon what was the reason he felt that his uh, uh, his company won over WCW. And he said, that's very easy. He said Ted Turner was in the wrestling business. And Vince said, I'm in the entertainment business. That is why guys from the 80s, they was wrestlers. Then in the mid-Atlantic, Vince didn't want nothing to do with wrestlers. He wanted entertainers. When I first started in the wrestling business, uh, that's what it was. The guy that got me started was George and Sandy Scott. They were from Canada. And George Scott at that time was the booker for Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. He was the guy that made Ric Flair uh, Ric Flair. He was the guy that made Ricky Steamboat. And he, he, he had a you know, very instrumental in a lot of wrestlers' career, including my own. George Scott, due to the fact that about 70-some percent of black kids grow up without a father, I was one of them kids that grew up without a father. So uh, George Scott was the closest thing to the fa- a father that uh, I ever met. He taught me how to drive. He taught me how to how to do most everything I know how to do now was taught to me by George Scott. But anyway, to make a long story short, George Scott, my first day of wrestling in Anderson, South Carolina, June the 10th, he said, Tony, yeah, look out the curtain. It was in Anderson, South Carolina. He said, everybody out there believes that wrestling is fake. He said, it's your job to make them believe otherwise. So I hear people, if, if you remember in the olden days, people was always ask the wrestler, is wrestling fake? Is wrestling fake? Today, they don't ask that question. So the reason they don't ask that question is because the people are not blind. And they're not stupid. So when they see somebody hit a guy in the head with a baseball bat, wrapped in ball wire, and don't cut him up or knock him out, they know that ain't real. See, in my day, you would wrestle a guy like Harley Race or Sweet Answer, and the first 10 minutes of the match, the match, they only have six matches. So a short match back in the older days was 15 minutes. That was a short match. Most of your championship matches, tag team and whatever, they went anywhere between 30 minutes to one hour. Like Ric Flair, you wrestle Ric Flair or Harley Race, you're going to go one hour, you know, straight. But they only have six matches. But the object of the game was to make the people believe that the, what they saw was for real. Where the way we did it, we tried to do most, most of everything we did, we tried to make it real. Just like a lot of the guys that would call them shooters. Shooters is a guy that know how to wrestle for real. And he would get you in the ring. He's a kid. Let me see what you got. So we tussle around there for real for a while. Then you get in the ring with a guy like Wahoo McDaniel and Black Jack Mulligan and, you know, especially Wahoo McDaniel or Sweet Hanson. These guys will hit you so hard in the chest that you feel like you just went to the bathroom on yourself. I remember wrestling uh, 
the Missouri Marler, and uh, I just left Georgia, and I try to imitate one of the most popular wrestlers in Georgia at that time. His name was Thunderbolt Patterson. He was very popular in the Georgia area. So I tried to imitate some of his moves in the ring because it got over real good with the people. So I figured I'd do it in Charlotte. Well, unknown to me, uh, the guy that I wrestled, the Missouri Mauler, he didn't like Thunderbolt. He didn't like him. I didn't know that. So he thought that I was trying to make fun of him by rubbing, doing something that Thunderbolt do, due to the fact that he don't like Thunderbolt. So it was the roughest uh, 15-minute match I ever had in my life because Mauler tried to beat me up in the ring. And so I had to defend myself. And then if you watch matching with Ronnie Piper, he was the last of, I would say, him and Bob Orton Jr., them guys were the last of what's called the wrestlers. Piper will, uh, you have to fight for everything you want. Piper wouldn't, wouldn't let you do nothing to him. So you had to pretty much manhandle Ronnie Piper in all those years. You make yourself, keep yourself looking stupid. They had guys in the business that are, uh, we call them jobbers. A jobber is a guy that lose all the time. Well, they had one of the, this one guy, they call him Johnny Ross. And you could win the match, but you lose the fight. Johnny would beat the hell out of you. You feel like you was in a real fight. So later on, when Vince Jr. took over, Vince changed everything. He changed it so everything is written on a piece of paper. So you have to go by the script. Well, up until about the nannies, when I if I got you in the ring, I do. Uh, if the promoter tell me I'm going to win, then that's okay. If the promoter tell me I'm going to lose, that's okay. Because I was going to kick the crap out of you before I lose. Because you wasn't able to stop me from doing what I... See, once that bell rang with the wrestlers, I'm not talking about sports entertainment, what they got now with the wrestler. Once that bell rang... If you're not tough enough to take care of yourself, these old would just kick the crap out of you, make you look like a piece of crap out there. And if you watch a match on the Internet, there's two matches that I saw. Somebody showed them to me. There's one match with Muncher Man Randy Savage and another match with uh, this wonderful Paul Longo. And you can see how I just manhandled them. I wanted the people to know, this guy can't beat me. You know, you know, the promoter didn't, I mean, Vince didn't like that, you know, I mean. So. I, 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 can, I, like can under, I can understand that. But, but Tony, a, a lot to get into. Well, that's how guys used to protect themselves. The old timer taught me, said, Tony, if the promoter wants you to lose, make sure you take, you take 80% of the match. He said, that way, the people still believe in you. But if a guy going to going to beat you up the whole match and pin you too, you know, people lose interest in you. That's why guys like S.D. Jones, who never won a match, was real popular. Johnny Ross, he won a few matches, but not a lot, but he was, a lot of, he was really uh, popular because these guys would take care of themselves. <clears throat> anyway, Vince tried to job me out for two years. <laughs> for wow. two years. He tried to, yeah, from 86 to, I think, uh, 87, something like that, around that time. Everybody, I, I, he had me to lose to everybody but the referee. But wow. when I got in the ring, <laughs> yeah, when I got in the ring, it was, you know, I just took care of Tony. 
Mr. Tony, I'm curious because you you were you were a bodybuilder back in the day, and I do you feel like you had to always have to be like the shooter to defend yourself so people understood that you're you weren't there to just like be a good looking dude so that you can also kick some ass? Well, no, see, I don't know if you ever read my book too much too soon, but uh, like I say, most black kids grow up without a father. So yeah. you had to become your yeah you had to become your own protector uh, at a very young age uh, because our mother was at work from seven o'clock in the morning until eleven o'clock at night five days a week and she worked from seven to uh, uh, seven to one on Saturday and all day she had off to spend with her kids was on Sunday because back then they would call it Sabbath. And on Sunday, everything was closed. You know, it was, it, you know, it was the, the way, especially down south in Virginia. I don't know how it was up north, but, but in Virginia, that's how it was. But but anyway, uh, I started getting into bodybuilding and stuff like that. Uh, when I went trip or tree, you see, it was segregation when I was young. You know, I'm, I'm an old man, yes. so I lived through segregation. So we couldn't go into the white neighborhood. But on Halloween, I did because my mother made, she couldn't buy, buy us uh costume like other kids. So she took up some old sheets and she cut holes uh, in it so we could look out. So we were ghosts. So I was a ghost. So I went into the, I went into the white neighborhood to get some of that cook candy. You know, the candy you see on TV. You know, yeah. in the neighborhood, they, they had a baked goods. You know, everybody, people didn't have money to buy that, you know, that cook candy like Bay Roop and Hershey bars and all that stuff. You saw it, but you couldn't afford it. So they, you know, they yeah. used to make stuff like brownies and taffy and, you know, stuff like that. You know, homemade stuff. You got the popcorn, a lot of popcorn in a you know, little bag, you know, popcorn and stuff. But anyway, make a long story short, when I came back, I was probably about seven, seven, eight years old. These teenage guys, about 13 or 14, they jumped on me, beat the crap out of me, took my candy. Oh. Yeah. So uh, I saw this guy they called Buddyball. And everybody talk about how bad, how tough Buddy Ball was. So I talked to him one time, and uh, uh-huh. I said, when the last time you've been in the fight? He said, once I started lifting weights, I started fighting. He said, people used to pick on me all the time. He said, but the bigger and stronger I got, the less people picked on me. So I said, hey, that's a great great idea. So I started going to the gym and working out. I started my career uh, with the police athletic leg. And I used to go there every evening. Right, and I started wrestling when I was in the seventh grade. So I wrestled from the seventh grade all the way up to the twelfth grade, amateur wrestling I'm talking about. First oh, okay. I was a JV wrestler. Yeah, JV was junior varsity. So the bigger I got, the less people messed with me. So when I got into the wrestling world, uh, they knew me. I mean, that's how it was in wrestling. In fact, that's what got me discovered because the, the Roanoke Tav did a story uh, on me, you know, for being an amateur wrestler. Mm-hmm. By the time I was 19, I'm not trying to blow my own horn, but you can look all this up yourself. By the time I was 19, I was a Virginia powerlifting champion, Virginia weightlifting champion, and wow. the Virginia bodybuilding champion by the time I was 19. Wow. So, really quick, Tony, um, you mentioned about the weightlifting and the powerlifting and the body. I mean, you were with Mark Henry. Mark Henry is also a host here on Busted Open. Um, what was it like working with Mark Henry? Well, 
Bartender is probably, I would say, one of the most knowledgeable uh, individuals that I ever met when it comes to wrestling. See, most guys, they just, they don't do the, the history of wrestling. I would drive with Mark Henry up and down, up and down the highway, and Mark Henry would get up talking about guys like Kilikawaski. He was, you know, he, he didn't even know met these people, but he knows just as much about guys like Kilikawaski, Bruno Sammartino, and guys like that that I did. Because Mark Henry is the type of guy before he get into something, he likes to he likes to study things. You know, he's a very yep. intelligent man, very yep. very intelligent. But mm-hmm. I see if for what a natural. Natural strong men. Mark Henry is one, not the, but one of the strongest uh, individuals that I've ever met in my life. And our job, you know, Mark Henry is very quick. Yes. And when he wrestled in the ring, uh, what held Mark Henry back? Well, when Mark Henry wrestled you, you guys undertake they tell the same thing. Mark Henry is trying his best not to hurt you. Yeah. Did you see what I'm saying? Now yep. you look at a man yes. that can put 500 pounds over his head. You he know, can crush anybody. Pounds, yeah, 400-pound yeah. man. You look at a man that could pull a Greyhound bus. I see Mark Henry and myself push a bus uh, to, to, to jumpstart the battery called Undertaker invited the bus driver. We was in Europe. Undertaker would take the bus. Uh, we have a, 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 a Everybody would do a toast. So he have a bottle of whiskey, and, and he would give everybody a little shot glass, and everybody would salute. Like, let's say we're in Germany, so we're getting ready to leave Germany and, and go to uh, Spain. So we do a salute to Germany, you know. Then we do a salute to – but one day he invited the bus driver, and, you know, these arenas the, uh, is in the basement. So to get out, you have to go up the ramp. You go down the ramp going in. You go up the ramp uh, going out. So we were trying to push this bus to jump solid because he left the bus off and he went in with Undertaker and we got turned up, turned the bus off. The battery ran dead. So we were pushing the bus go up the hill, roll back down, go up the hill, roll back down. Mark Henry got tired of us messing around and told us to get out the way and he started pushing the bus. <laughs> he, <laughs> he will do something like that. Terrible. He's amazing. I, so, you know, yeah, okay. a lot of, yes, a lot of time the bus could not, uh, uh, a lot of time the bus could not uh, get around a curb or something because cars are there. So one of the wrestling girls most of the time was uh, Nick Talia because Mark Henry and Nick Talia got along because we look at Nick Talia, at least I do, uh, uh, Nighthawk because she's the daughter of uh, Jim Nighthawk yep. and Jim Nighthawk mm-hmm. was one of my best friends. So we always like like Rick Flair, Charlotte Flair. If I meet her, she's like a daughter to me. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, because it was family. In order to wrestling, not sports entertainment. Now it's every man for himself, you know. But back in my day, it was like one big family. You know, it was an organization. What? And everybody couldn't be a wrestler. You had to have special skills to be one. And you, and you got to be able to fight. If you couldn't fight, they wouldn't let you in the ring. And if you got in the fight, if you got in the fight. Uh, but it went, or else you get fired. But anyway, get back to my story. Natalia would say, Mark, and Mark Henry would get up from the back of the bus, walk off the bus, pick up the front end of the car, set it on the sidewalk, pick up the back end of the car, and set it on the sidewalk. That's amazing. Get back on the bus, back on the bus and go to sleep. 
<laughs> that's a, that's a, Mr. Atlas, Mr. Atlas, I got to get the book. Uh, what's the name of the book again? Uh, too Much Too Soon. Too Much Too Soon. Too are, are you going to have copies of that book uh, at the show tomorrow, 80s Wrestling Con? Uh, I, had, I had two with me. But I took them out of my bag, but I didn't have room with all my because a lot of people want to see my drawings. Okay. Oh, okay. you're gonna be you're gonna be doing some of your drawings tomorrow at Eighties Wrestling Con, correct? Yeah, yeah. But see, I don't mind telling people this. I'm not bragging about it. But at one time, when I uh, I got very very deeply involved with drugs, you know, most of the wrestlers that have a drug problem is not. If you ever notice, is not during the time they wrestling. It's after their career when they get yeah. more involved with drugs and alcohol because it's such a uh, it's such a letdown. Because the thing about when you when you and uh, President Trump said something about that, and I understood what he was trying to tell people, and uh, people got mad at him for it because. But he was saying the truth. Uh, when you got when you famous and, and you're doing good, we a lot of us guys, and I was one of them. We drove a new car just about every year. We didn't have to pay for it. We go into a restaurant to eat. We don't have to pay. Long as yeah. we get a hotel room. We, yeah, yeah. And people nice. treat you real good. Yeah. And then when you come out in real life, you don't get that tight treatment no more. Uh-uh. That's true. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you, you go from eating, you know, eating good and staying in the best restaurant, driving the best cars, and, you know, everybody you meet, you know, just cater to you and, then you come out here in the real world, and uh, and no offense, y'all ain't nice to each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Mr. Alice, we're going to be nice to you. Yeah, when I was wrestling, people go, how you doing, Mr. Atlas? Hey, Mr. USA. I quit wrestling and, and, and got out of it for a while. Hey, here come trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, look what the cat, look what the cat just drug in. <laughs> Well, Mr. Alice, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you tomorrow you're going to be treated well. 80s Wrestling Con at uh, in Morristown, New Jersey at the Menden Arena. We're going to be there broadcasting live from 12 to 2. So, Mr. Atlas, I'll be online waiting for your 8x10 autograph. I definitely want to get a drawing as well. Mr. Atlas, thank you so much for the time. Hey, so many more questions. Thing. Go ahead. Hey, let me ask you one question before y'all go. Uh, because... You know, everybody's out the closet now, so Tony Atlas out the closet. Did y'all see my video? What video? Where? I, I put, I, no, listen to this. You'll probably get kicked off the air when I tell you this. You know, a lot of wrestlers got what we call fetish. That won't make us uh, wrestling. Yes. We were bunch, right? We were, I, we were I, I seen it of, live, Mr. A+. Plus. Somebody step on your face before. I yeah, seen it live. And, girl punched me, and you saw where the girl punched me in the face 50 times. Oh, no, I have not seen that yet, but I'm going to see it. Well, we go, go on Real Atlas, just my Twitter page. You go on Twitter, it's called Real Atlas. And uh, most of us, I'm a very aggressive guy. So my fetish, and I got a, what do you call, a, a foot, a shoe fetish, but it's non-sexual, believe it or not. It's non-sexual. What it does is humble me. And what I do, I get a girl to play dominatrix that, um, that put me in my place. And it humbles me. And, uh, Hell yeah. I, I like that, yeah, Mr. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it humbles me. And uh, when I first started wrestling, I, I know y'all got to go. Uh, the old time I used to say, if you're not strange, 
you're in the wrong business. Indeed. Well, well, you know what? This was definitely, I can see why you're a humble gentleman, Mr. Atlas. I look forward to meeting you tomorrow, tomorrow, 80s Wrestling Con. And uh, thank yeah. you so much for the time. And have a safe ride to Morristown, New Jersey, sir. Yeah, and then what we do, we let that girl punch me in the face, then she can punch you in the face. I, I don't want anybody oh, punching no, me in the no, face. No, 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 we don't want no, that. No, 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 no. That's, that's your fetish, not oh, mine, pal. Brother, brother. I don't want anybody brother, punching me in the face. Of, we're not into the punching thing. No. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. once you get a couple of punches in the face, you're always going to make you feel so good. All right, well, we'll oh, see. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> Mr. Atlas, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow, my friend. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.